Good morning. It is time for Monday's meditation. I am so sorry for not being available last week. I was not sure if my voice was going to make it, <clears throat> as you can hear every once in a while. So thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you've had a good couple of weeks and um, we are going to continue with um, James chapter one, verse one and two on trials part two. Um, I am going to read it again. We always should reread and reread and because um, and um, because when we do that we get and learn different things each time we read it. When we were doing precepts training or precept ministries we reread the text so many times looking for a keyword or underlining or marking a keyword, and it was so rich to read it over and over again. So we're going to do that. I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard Bible this morning. And it says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes who are dispersed abroad. Greetings. Now, James, as we talked about last time, presented himself as a bondservant of God or a bond slave, And we talked about how that's a different... Um, word or terminology that we're used to hearing for the word slave. It's a bond servant is what it's translated and it's probably a little bit more um, clear meaning because he wanted to be a servant. Uh, it's, it's a servant, it's called a doulos, um, is the Greek word for it. They wanted to be with that master. They wanted to be in their care. They were like, you know what, I'm better off here than I am by myself because you treat me so well that I will stay here and be your, like a worker, like a servant. I will be yours. And so he identifies himself as that. So we talked about that. But think about this. To the 12 tribes who are dispersed is what the New American Standard says. But some versions say scattered or spread abroad. So right away he starts with um, a situation where you could say he already starts with maybe some trials. He's not on his own um, as a bondservant of God. He has willingly submitted and lost his freedom in, in one respect, but he said, I willingly lose it. I willingly give it up. And he goes to the 12 tribes who are spread abroad. Well, that right there is um, a trial, a testing. They were spread far apart. And you think about some of the words say scattered. We think of scattered as like scattering wheat, scattering um, seed, or scattering fertilizer. I mean, it's something that you can throw distances. It can be in, in various places. It's not going to end up in one lump place. So these people weren't probably close. We're talking, they weren't close. Um, we think of um, threshing wheat. And we know that they were, you know, they, they rolled over it and broke it up to the hull came off, the, the husk. And as they picked it up and pitched it up into the wind, the wind scattered the hull way away. It could just carry it because it could scatter it. So think about that. He's talking to people who've already undergone something that you could say was a testing or a trial just by their being spread abroad are scattered abroad. And then he says, greetings. <laughs> so he lets you know right away. He wants to tell you something. And he starts out, interestingly enough, with a command. It's not a request. It's not an asking. 
he tells them specifically, consider it all joy. Consider it. We talked it last week about that word. Consider means count it or reckon it or account it all joy, but we don't use that word in that sense. But it is an accounting term. Count it all joy. And you know, I, as I was kept pondering this verse, um, God was showing me that we count things a lot of times. You know, I talked last time about make sure you count your blessings. You want to be uh, an accountant in that way. But we count things all the time. That's consider. That's um, evaluate. And we do that all the time. Think about mowing your lawn. You are going to consider it based on several factors. You are going to think about and all the factors about it before you mow your lawn. You think, no, I'm just going to go mow my lawn. Um, actually, you're going to count it differently if you have a riding lawnmower versus a push mower. And the reason is, is because if you have a push mower, you have to count or consider or think about and ponder and evaluate if you have the resources to use a push mower. Can you physically do it? You have to think of that thing. I remember the time that we had the push mower and um, that time that I had not been doing a lot of strenuous physical activities after a car wreck, and I decided I wanted to do some of the push mower. I considered it. I considered all the, you know, as an occupational therapist, I considered the musculature that was going to be involved. Um, I considered a lot of things, but I also considered the fact that my um, adult son was with me, and that if I couldn't finish the task, he was going to, he was willing to, but he was doing, I said, you can go do some weed eating. I'll push for a little while. And he's like, are you sure mom? <laughs> and I said, yes, I had to consider all of those factors. Now, if I can, and I have to consider if it's a lawn, if it's a push mower, the time that's going to be involved, because it's going to take much more time to do it than if I was on a riding lawn mower. So I have to consider the time, the effort, um, all these kind of things, whether the what weather is coming, whether it's about to rain and I'm not going to get finished in time, or it's going to be halfway done, um, whether it's rained before and it's dry enough for me to do a um, riding lawnmower because it's heavier. I have to consider many things, even for mowing the lawn. And I evaluate them on different factors. One, I just have to think about, do I have enough gas? And is it running correctly? <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm cranking it by turning the key, not by pulling the string. So I even have to consider, do I have the strength? I didn't, at the time, have the strength to pull the string to start the lawnmower. Um, so we consider things a lot. And, and James is saying the same thing here. I want you to think it through. Ponder the whole aspect of this. Consider it all joy. Now, he writes that word and I joy, and he puts that in there, which brings us to another point. When you consider it all joy, my brethren, or my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces, testing of your faith, he says, produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, when he says that, again, we talked about it last week, it's hard to think about that. It's hard to do that, especially in light of many circumstances, as I said, that, um, people have of the faith in the Bible and people since then have gone through you I can't imagine how this can be done in many circumstances but the key is 
looking at that word joy because that word joy is a fruit of the spirit if you look at the nine fruit of the spirit which is one fruit it is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and joy is in there the only way that you can do this is to have the Holy Spirit enable you to to have the Holy Spirit working in you because this is not a natural thing to do this is a supernatural thing to do and so I wrote out I, I picked a couple of these well I picked a verse and again I like to look at it in different translations um, because it gives you some richness of the um, the language so it's Ephesians 5:18. it says and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery is the English Standard Version but be filled with the Spirit um, King James and do not be drunk with wine where is an excess where is wherein is excess but be filled with the Spirit New Living Translation don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life instead be filled with the Holy Spirit another version says um, do not be drunk with wine which will ruin you another version says which is dissipation but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So do not be filled, drunk, filled with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is how we evaluate, we consider all of the things that come our way. I talked last week and I want to say it again. We have to look at those situations and either see the sorrow that's coming and that's the only thing we see because we're going to see some of that. I mean, there's, there's not, we don't, we're not joyful in all the, the terrible things that happen. That is not God's plan. That was not God's plan for us. So he is, um, he is saddened for those things as well. He does not want those in our lives. So there is going to be some sorrow. I know that I've, um, I've heard and I, that the, the Jewish people um, grieve for a week and then they go on with their life. They get up for the people that are there and still living and they move forward because many times you have a spouse, you have children, you have, you know, whatever the situation is, you have a living, you have to feed people. And so at that point you go forward in life. It doesn't mean you never think about it. It doesn't mean it's over and it's forgotten. It means that you get a time to fully and completely focus on um, the person and their life with you and your loss and then there is like I say children and, and other people that need you and so you go through those situations you go through life um, with sorrows but, but it's counted all joy because the sovereignty of God knows that all things work together for you know that verse in Romans all things work together well count it all joy and all things work together go together um, the way you do that as well when you're being filled with the Spirit is take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ that verse take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ think like Christ does having the mind of Christ in you Think like Christ does at the situation. I know who God is, and I know this situation does not look good. I don't know how any good could come of this, but I am mortal is what you know. I am mortal, and I don't know what's coming on the other side. 
I know that there has been books and books and books written by people who see the joy on the other side, the joy that comes in the morning. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I know that that's what they see when they get to the other side, but they don't see that on this side. We hear many testimonies, I do, I hear many testimonies of those who have done things like lost their job, maybe, and they're so baffled. They're like, I needed that job and I didn't understand. And, and it was uh, something that I never expected to happen to lose that job. And, and it, I need a job and it doesn't make sense to me. And then not long after something happens um, where maybe someone gets sick like their mom and they will tell the testimony that later they say, I'm so grateful. I saw what I can see now, what God did for me. I couldn't have spent my la my mom's last, you know, months with her. And we had such a great time. And, you know, they'll tell all these stories. Um, they see then what God was doing. And they are richly um, blessed by what he did. But at the time, it did not make sense. And it was grievous to them. So it's counted all joy is a command. And all of it, it's counted all joy. And we have to look, the reason is, is because we look forward. We look forward in time and see, um, I don't know the specifics in that when I'm looking forward in time, but I do know who was who is still there when I look in that forward and when I'm looking forward in time, and that is God. Count it all joy, my brothers. My brother, I want to say brethren all the time. I'm sorry. I, I, I learned the verses on the um, King James Version, and that's hard to undo sometimes. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials. For we know that the testing of our faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect work, which can only be done by the Holy Spirit, so that you may be perfect and complete, which is only done by the Holy Spirit, lacking in nothing. Um, again, the Holy Spirit is the key. When we find things in the Bible that are those hard sayings and that are hard to think about how to do and how to live, well, we're not expected to live that way on our own. We're expected to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be constantly dependent, a bondservant on, with the, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and dependent on the Holy Spirit to help, enable us to do what we need to do because we can't do it on our own. And, and, and even if we have um, all the thoughts we need, all the knowledge of the situation, all the knowledge of the sovereignty of God, it still requires because head knowledge alone is not what's going to get you through. It's, it's knowing he's there with you. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. There were, again, so many things that I read, and they're like, I could sense that God was with me during that time. I knew he was with me during that time. That is God. That is the Holy Spirit enabling you to take the next step. There have been so many times in my trials that I just didn't know what to do, and it was just taking the next step. You know, I remember... Um, I remember there was a time I was questioning something and it wasn't necessarily as um, we would look at a trial, but it kind of fits in this situation. Constantly I would hear God say, stay the course, just stay the course. And I would, I would be doing something else and I would think about the situation again and I would just hear that, that phrase that I believe he was telling to me was stay the course, just stay the course. What I put you out, put you to do, stay that course. And I was like, okay, I don't understand it. I'm not sure what's going to be the end of this, but I will stay the course. And that was 
him telling me that. That's that supernatural enablement to go forward and to live the life we need to live and to count it all joy. That's it for this Monday morning. I hope that you have um, considered, as it says, some things that maybe you haven't before. And um, again, I pray that, that the Holy Spirit will use that to um, change you in whatever is going on in your life right now, because that's our goal. Our goal is to be changed, to be more Christ-like, and our goal is to be a, the salt and the light of the world, um, to bring and to allow others to see the peace, the love, and the joy that only the Holy Spirit gives, and to be world changers. So consider it all joy. Consider it all this week as you go forward, and um, I thank you for being with me. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.